0: Travel Express and the Travel Express, Alhamdulillah, a segment uh, that has been made uh, very popular by none other than uh, my very own Ibrahim uh, Ba. He's uh, Ibrahim Badacha, astute businessman, humanitarian, someone uh, that I embrace and celebrate for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibrahim Ba, salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And welcome uh, to your segment, Travel Express with Ibrahim Badacha.
1: Walaikum salaam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, brother Shafat. Alhamdulillah, all is good, all is well.
0: Been a long day,
1: but uh, yeah, it's come to a positive and productive end. And of course, I'm here with you and the listeners, and uh, very pleased to be. Thank you.
0: You know what? You know what? That latter word you said, productive and positive day. You may have lifted my spirits because <laughs> when I spoke to you this morning, I just said, you know, Ba is going to have a rough time, and but you know, you have a neck and uh, you know, protected by angels, and allies on your side. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, because you tickle the uh, the, the the listeners by saying the productive and uh, you know, a productive day. So t- uh, tell us, Ba, what happened then?
1: Maaf, uh basically there was a. Meeting function of sorts, I think that the city held, and uh, I think it's to uplift the uh, Jacobs industrial area that has been solely neglected, like uh, the uh, prospecting area before that until we got stuck in there. And uh, I think it was uh, uh, important enough for someone to come down from national treasury, basically, uh, to also. uh, Make a presentation, and uh, there were other uh, speakers as well. But I think uh, the most important one was the one presentation that was on uh, Edge, E D G E, Durban, and uh, I was amazed at the
0: uh,
1: <coughs> the stats and the information that is on that site and. Uh, Basically, they they divvy up the uh, area, whichever region they're looking at. Let's just say uh, KZN, the most uh, industrialized areas being on the south. They put a little hexagon there, and if you click on it, it can expand and give you everything from median income, how many males, how many females, age group, what they're earning and all that. It was quite amazing, you know, to think that all that kind of information is out there. So that was interesting, and of course... uh, the crux of the matter was uh, the fact that they were wanting the uh, UIP basically to uh, get involved with the uh, pilot project. I mean the UIP is already uh, well established for the over past what 30 odd years but uh, this is slightly different from the normal SRAs. When I say SRAs I'm talking about special rating areas and uh, urban improvement precincts, in the sense that uh, where the weakness uh, is in that uh, concept, basically, is uh, we are reliant. When I say we, I'm talking about the ratepayers are reliant on the city to provide the underlying services like uh, uh, reliable power, electricity, uh, maintenance of uh, roads. And things like that, and I think uh, this is what uh, this plan uh, hopes to address, in the sense that uh, we engage, uh, you know, with the city within, uh, how shall I say, the confines of a special uh, service level agreement, and hold them accountable to it because. I don't need to say it and I think everybody is quite fed up with the lack of service delivery that has been plaguing this municipality along with a whole host of other problems as well for the past few years already, you know, to put it mildly. So that was what it was and thereafter we did have a meeting at our offices with the gentleman that came down. It looks positive. It will be a lot of work to do, of course. but. we don't ever shy away from a good challenge and uh, <clears throat> I'm just waiting to see what the geographical area is going to be like and see if it uh, needs any amendment, uh, any extension, reduction, or anything to make sure that we uh, are inclusive in the sense that uh, we don't leave out any uh, important uh, areas. And uh, make sure that uh, we turn this area around. Of course, it's going to take time and uh, make it something special at the end of the day. Like I said, they identified four other areas throughout the country for this kind of uh, plan. And uh, the stakes are high here, Brother Shafat. And uh, we're going to have to, of course, with Allah's help, make it happen and make it successful because uh, for everyone, they, they decided to choose us, so that is saying something in itself,
0: absolutely, Ibrahim. and with the Mr. V in the forefront, yeah, there can be victory all round. inshallah. Well, Ibrahim, you know, I know election time is near and uh, uh, everyone's canvassing for votes and all that, but uh, here we have our ICC, yeah, the Durban <laughs> ICC, you know, they are actually canvassing already. Hey, vote for us. We want to be the best uh, convention center in SA and so forth. What's mm. going on there, Ibrahim
1: Well, it's another one of these, uh, how should I say,
0: uh, back patting
1: yeah? ceremonies that they have for best award for travel or this, that or the other. Now, this is to do with the best convention center in the prestigious world, MICE. You know what MICE is, of course. It's... Uh, uh, meeting, incentive, conference, and exhibition. You know, it's a long, drawn out thing, so they just say mice uh, for short. And it's understood in the uh, travel uh, fraternity as to what they are referring to. So, of course, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Durban is rather the International Convention Center in Durban is vying very strongly for that title as South Africa's best convention center. And uh, this is an annual affair. You know, they give you uh, awards to honor excellence in this field. And uh, currently voting is already open. Uh, June, I beg your pardon, I'm losing track of time already. It starts tomorrow to be quite uh, correct. uh, June 21st to August 25th, allowing all uh, industry professionals and members of the public to have their say in determining who the winner might be. And, of course, we all know the uh, ICC from its inauguration. And uh, it's, uh, it's uh, claimed uh, worldwide. Eh? It's very uh, strongly, uh, how should I say, supported by delegates who have come here as well as uh, people who have exhibited and also had conferences and things like that. <clears throat> and it has re- uh, received uh, numerous accolades uh, in the past including being named South Africa's Best Convention Center from 2020 to 2022 and Africa's Best uh, in 2020 and 2021. Now, whilst they have expressed their gratitude for the nomination in the past and all that, they have encouraged clients, partners, and public, uh, as well as uh, travel professionals, to uh, vote for them, you know, to secure it for another uh, year 2023 <clears throat> and of course uh, the history of it is a testament it's seen as a testament of the hard work and dedication that the team is delivering in as putting on a, a good show every time that's of course truly world-class and uh, to participate in this voting process and help recognize excellence in the my sector uh individuals can visit the official world mice was web website, and of course the winners will be announced uh in a grand gala ceremony uh set to take place in doha that's in Qatar in on so rather november twenty
0: first this year so uh
1: that's the score on that uh story
0: for yeah, that because whilst you're talking about i c c and uh, d e c and all that i know i mean' I've been there quite a few times but uh, you know, I can see why the you know the, why they lost the credentials, and you know you know what happened. Maybe B E E E E made sure that it didn't get <laughs> or it didn't keep that momentum going. Momentum going because lots of those that you know knew how to run it, and yeah, those, those okay. were, exactly. yeah they ran away to <laughs> as you spoke to Qatar. They ran away to the UAE, and they ran away all over the dunya. And you know who's running it now? But uh, moving on, Ibrahim Bar. You know, I know you and I, we like our pets. You like your cat there. And I I got two cats and so forth. And, you know, sometimes I don't travel. I don't want to go to long distances. You know why? Because mm. of my pets. It's but then,
1: pet
0: yeah, pet yeah pet I mean, you, you you won't believe it because of my roosters and my fish. I mean, the, the, the last time I went to Johannesburg, I had to go to, uh, you know, to a, a, a radio uh, presentation and all that. But there... Uh, then, uh, you know, uh, the fa- uh, some family member had to stay behind. But yeah. the fact is because the, uh, the, these pets keep you grounded. But mm. let's uh, enjoy this evening with six fun facts you need to know about traveling with furry pets. What what we need to know, Ba? Uh,
1: well, this uh, insight, if I might call it that, has been released by the ever-popular and growing Airbnb group. Yeah, and uh, they are talking about the latest pet travel trends based on pet-friendly demand and supply data that they've uh, sort of accumulated. And the platform has witnessed a significant increase of nearly 50% in nights booked with pets, would you believe? Uh, Colombia, Brazil, Italy, and India were identified as a country with the highest number of pet-friendly stays. And Italy, Belgium, the U.S. and U.K., and, of course, not to forget Germany, were among the top uh, countries of origin with the highest share of pet travel. Interesting. And uh, meanwhile, the U.K., the U.S., Netherlands, Denmark, Canada were the top destinations of choice where guests chose to travel with their pets and uh, based on the nights booked, of course, and cities such as Brisbane in Australia, Cape Town, Buenos Aires, and Brighton and Hove, which is in the UK, were highlighted as popular destination for pet owners. Uh, and additionally, Airbnb found uh, uh, in their, what's the name, uh, survey that approximately 46% of pet-friendly stays booked this summer were situated in rural areas and uh, indicating a growing desire for nature-centric vacations with, with pets. And uh, I think you and I can relate to that. You know, away from the hustle and bustle of the city, it's so much more peaceful out there for the pets themselves and, of course, humans to be out in the country for a change. And uh, to address uh, the host's concerns about the uh, potential pet-related damages, I'm sure your couches must be all scratched up like mine are with them hanging on it with their claws, mm. and has introduced air cover for hosts, which provides comprehensive protection for hosts against such incidents. So I think they are targeting that market specifically because of the fact that it has uh, registered such a high percentage of growth uh, bar. And uh, I think uh, it'll be a trend that will grow going forward, given the affinity for humans to bond even more so in this day and age. Uh, with furry friends like cats and dogs and birds and God only knows what else, pythons. So that's the score they buy.
0: Mm, the Burmese python and then uh, someone uh-huh. take, uh, take the tarantula spider with them too. <laughs> that's already a, <laughs> that's a ready, hurry fairy <laughs> and all those things. And scary too, Ibrahim uh, <laughs> you know, As we move on and uh, we look at, uh, you know, I mean, look at the footage. Uh, because of social media, you get so much of, uh, you know, stories coming out from the Holy lands, and you know some uh, very unholy stories too, where they talking about discrimination, people forcibly uh, removed from, uh, you know, the uh, near the Kaaba and then they are showing you the discrepancy of, uh, you know, the accommodation where you know when you really got the boodle, you get a real five star accommodation, and then show you how the poor people are treated, and some, uh, you know, uh, this discrepancy. Over the years, it is getting bigger. The gap is getting bigger. And, uh, you know, the poor are being marginalized deliberately because they don't have that, uh, you know, spending power which uh, these, uh, perhaps the custodians uh, desire most. Uh, Ibrahim Ba. what's your thought?
1: Yeah, well, I guess, uh, you know, Allah says I made you, I could have made you all one, you know, but I made you different so that you'd know each other and not despise or you know, argue or, or get into confrontation with each other. But therein lies the rub, uh, Brother Shafat. The thing is, discrimination is something that will always exist for as long as there's the world here and as long as there's humans here. We can sit and debate that uh, for as long as you want. But uh, whether it's overt or covert, it's always there in one, one shape form, or, or the other. And uh, it is sad. It is uh, very, very sad, I might add. Uh, you know, where it is said very clearly that uh, no Arab is superior to a non-Arab and vice versa and things and in the eyes of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, all that matters is your 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 clean heart and, of course, your piety. Your
0: piety, yes. Yeah,
1: not how much you, you own or earn or uh, drive or nonsense like that, but unfortunately that message, even though it's, the Quran is in Arabic, seems to be lost on our Arabic uh, brethren on the other side of the world. And I've been there many times. Alhamdulillah, I've been blessed to have been there many times and uh, at all all time, whether it was the Hajj season, the Ramadan, Umrah or other Umrah seasons. And uh, they were literally, uh, you know, you know, to want for a better word, uh, worship Those that come from uh, European or American destination, you know, America or Europa and things like that, we felt it ourselves. You know, they'll be given preferential treatment uh, just because of the fact that they're coming from a particular Western country as such. And uh, the likes of us South African, Pakistanis and uh, Bangladeshis and all that will get the treatment. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think that's not going to change anytime soon, unless, uh, you know, there is some divine intervention, of course, uh, to change the mindset altogether. Because if they worship at the feet of mammon, which is, of course, all the wealth and material possession and the dunya per se, then uh, what chance is there that the the spiritual part of the heart will awaken? And uh, I read an interesting article. Uh, when was it, last week or something, on the internet, and, uh, you know, the uh, Islam maintains that the the center of the soul is the heart, right? While the brain does all the thinking and all that sort of thing, the real action is in the heart that determines whether you're going to heaven or hell ultimately, and it dictates the way you conduct yourself in everyday life, in this dunya, and this uh, existence, temporary as it is. And uh, it was discovered, uh, by, get this, that there were some 40,000 cells or more, and could be 400,000, my memory might be wrong, but uh, in the heart itself, that resembled very, very closely the cells that are found in the brain, right? So when you say, you know, the man, the man he thinks with his heart and not his head, it's very true. It is very, very true. The thing is, it's only being discovered recently now by scientists, you know, that that's what it's at. So if your heart is, like they say, black heart, you know, like they say, every time you create a sin or do something untoward that displeases your creator, you get a little black spot on your heart. And if you persist, it gets such that the entire heart goes black and it is sealed and that's the end of you and your heart. So. That is why we've got to keep, uh, you know, uh, very painful reminders all the time to burnish that heart of ours to make sure that any uh, rust or dust or whatever of our misdeeds settled on it and uh, we end up being one of those that are doomed. And uh, unfortunately, coming back to this thing, yeah, if you've got the money, they've got the time and they'll lavish all sorts of uh, services and, you know, fawn over you for what they're worth. As long as you can pay for it. So, I don't think there should be any great degree, I mean, apart from the frontier of having to suffer that uh, discrimination, uh, you know, upfront and personal, I think uh, they must take solace. I'm talking about the people who are looked down upon and the downtrodden, the poor should uh, look forward to their reward that's going to be on the other side because their hearts are pure and they are come typically for uh you know the pilgrimage per se and not uh, caught up with the trappings of the dunya so yeah therein lies their reward because their hearts are clean and uh, allah sees that more than anything else and uh, they will be the victors at the end of the day
0: you know i was also there uh, ibrahim bar I like the saying where you said uh, allah created us into different tribes and nations mm-hmm so that mm. we may identify each other. So we must know who's who and who speaks this language, who speaks that language. But by looking at each other, we should marvel at how Allah created mm. us with our different colors of skin and so forth. And you know how we, the dialects, we have all that. That is for you to contemplate. And uh, the yes. late Molana Yunus Patel gives to say, agar dil ko chamka do, zikrulase you know, illallah, illallah. And so important to polish the heart uh, with uh, Zikrullah and Alhamdulillah and beautiful information uh, you have shared with us Ibrahim Allah bless you for that And uh, you know, this is what you get when you have a man of hikmah uh, That is uh, with us uh, right in front of me and you know uh, he's talking about uh, the Hajj uh, uh, What's happening there and what about you know perhaps a uh, Hajj and the unforgettable uh, Travel experience you had I mean you you you've been to <laughs> so many so many but there was that one <laughs> m- moment that yeah. you had yeah i mean uh, every year there's, there's always a story a sahook story and that story and this story and that agent story but uh you know forgetting all those stories a magical moment that you could share with us uh, this evening Ibrahimba.
1: well look there are so many to call upon you know it is it, hard to put your finger on which one would uh, have been the uh, best experience but uh I think the one that would really stand out in my estimation would be the very first Hajj that I went for, yeah? And being a novice, they having never been there and uh, experiencing those strange uh, ways and customs and uh, mannerisms and, and, of course, the uh, oppressive heat that was uh, in the midsummer and things like that. And, uh, of course, uh, finding yourself, you know, in those uh, circumstances. in uh, in the the Hajj itself, that to me, I think, uh, is uh, something that I will never forget. Of course, there have been uh, numerous other experiences, but then it wasn't such that uh, I was there specifically just for the pleasure of doing the Hajj itself, where I had to, uh, together with our what's-name staff, uh, look out for about 250, 300 uh, Hajjis potential Hajis that were there and catered to their needs. So uh, I would say, yeah, the first, the very first one uh, was the best one for me. Of course, there was the usual drama. I went with my mom. She took seriously, ill uh while we were in Mina, had to uh, get her into an ambulance. She looked then more dead than alive. And I prayed so much. For the uh, uh, the uh, medic, the paramedic that was at the back you know, that uh, really brought her around again, and then she was in hospital. They took her to uh, Arafah uh, in the ambulance, and of course, uh, when I came back to the hospital in Mina and went to where she was in her bed, the bed was empty, and my heart must have fallen through my shoes then, and I said, yeah, Allah, don't tell me she's gone. And uh, of course, you you know, you think a thousand things. <clears throat> but then the sisters, she, she, I think she remembered me and she says, no, 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 your mother's been moved to this floor. yeah." And thank God I went up there and get scolded. Oh, where you been all this time? And why
0: didn't you come?
1: <laughs> you know, the usual story that mothers uh, sort of bring up, you know, innocently, of course. And uh, yeah, and then I had to basically, uh, you know, uh, after we had finished uh, with our had to get her to do the. Final tawaf off and things like that in the future because she was so weak she couldn't even stand. And uh, yeah, alhamdulillah, it all ended well when we came back home. But uh, it was trying ordeal, you know. You are in a crowd uh, full of people, but uh, somehow you're all alone at times like that. Huh? And uh, that's when you've got to draw from deep within you and uh, pray uh, to the Almighty to bless you with the strength, the courage, and the ability to do what needs to be done when you're on your own, sim and everybody else has moved on. So yeah, I think
0: uh, for me, that would have been uh, the most memorable experience of them all. Hi, ah, Scott, yes, big time taking care of mom, love her, cover with and grant her the ah. highest stages uh, of Jannah. Jan, so I mean. Now Ibrahim, pa, before we end off, we always talking about tourism. This is happening and that is happening. Uh, I noticed that, uh, uh, we have a new t- uh, tourism uh, board expected to be placed, uh, in place by September. Uh, you know, who gets into these boards? I mean, a person like yourself uh, should be first choice, Ibram Yeah, uh,
1: Should be, but not. <clears throat> I don't know who uh, decides on the selection, whether it's cadre deployment or uh, based on merit or color or whatever qualifications that they deem you know, uh, essential to fill that position. But uh, given the poor showing uh, generally of our tourism board when compared with uh, others globally, uh, it's a question of uh, who's doing the choosing, you know. So uh, I think uh, they are. I think we discussed this thing in uh, a program a few uh, weeks or maybe a month back. Regarding this tourism board and yeah, the new ones, are, uh, there was an interim board, a new one's going to be inaugurated and come online in September sometime. So does our tourism minister, Patricia De Lille, say. So uh, I'm not sure who's going to be on that board just yet, but uh, let's see. And uh, let's see if they do anything uh, special to turn the fortunes of the country around and make it more appealing to the uh, uh, potential audience out there that uh, has the world at its feet to visit and uh, why choose South Africa? I think you've got to make a compelling argument and uh, your sales pitch has got to be top notch because you are up against the best of the rest from the rest of the world. You must know that. And uh, a lot of countries, if you don't perform, out you go there and then. But here, if you don't perform so well, chances are you might get a promotion. So... It's anyone's guess what's going to happen, But Let's wait and see.
0: Yeah, but you know, this uh, topic that I'm... Um, uh, tourism, tourism, th- uh, thugs, and Etiqueni. a reality. They say when we had the Comrades Marathon, uh, the they, uh, thugs were still around. They were mugging tourists, mm-hmm. and they were giving them a rough time. And now with the sardine run, uh, you know... Yeah. But, yeah. But, 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 but it seems as if people are not put off. If they really want to come to Etiqueni by hook or, the, or by crook, they will be there and they will come there, whether thugs are there or whoever is there, but they'll come and spend, Ibrahim What's your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? <laughs> Look,
1: the thing is, we, I think, another thing is when you're exposed to a scenario long enough, uh, they say familiarity breeds contempt. Yeah, It's a very true uh, saying. And I think we are so accustomed to... <clears throat> Living in an environment that is so full of uh, crime, and I'm talking about violent crime as well, and nasty experiences at every turn, that uh, it's become a bit blase with us. But uh, for others that uh, want to come in, uh, the, the split, I think, in so far as visitors coming is more uh, national, regional, as opposed to international. I'm not saying there aren't internationals, but uh, yeah, our people are very resilient, you know, and the thing is, uh, if you live in South Africa, You can easily travel the world with an exception to a few notorious places, of course. Uh, You can travel the world and uh, quite happily, uh, you know, uh, not just survive, but uh, get to enjoy yourself as well, because uh, we are so, uh, you know, frequently, uh, you know, it's almost habit, second nature now. You're always looking at your surroundings, looking over your shoulder from time to time. and sussing out basically who's coming at you going this way that way and things like that and keeping yourself out of harm's way is uh you know it's become a favorite pastime with us over here so when we go uh out of the country it's hard for us to uh shirk that and just relax for a change because we always on tenterhooks over here always heightened awareness and everything just to make sure that you don't fall prey to these guys and uh I think the fact that we are in the middle of winter right now, bah, everyone from everywhere else, Cape Town, Johannesburg, uh, the colder climates in our winters, they all gravitate to Durban because it's uh, like they advertise it, the warmest place to be. So everyone comes down here, and uh, I think that just adds to the numbers and adds to the potential uh, number of incidents uh, that can occur in a given time frame. But uh, having said that, the thing is, uh, this was one of the topics that I did discuss at the meeting today uh, with regard to, uh, you know, safety and security and those kind of uh, aspects that are so very important. It's all, all well and good having a very nice, clean, beautiful, attractive place and things like that. But the people won't come if it's not safe, if they don't feel secure, if the atmosphere uh, is electric with even a hint of anything untoward, the people won't come, because I'm not going to take my kids and grandkids, you know, as an ordinary layperson and go to somewhere and expose myself to all that nonsense. Uh, you know, whilst the main idea is to go somewhere, uh, you know, on a recreational leisure sort of visit, you know, to have a good time, basically, you don't need uh, that uh, sort of criminal or other unsavory element in the mix over there. So, uh, yeah, and we mustn't forget that Durban is rather beautiful. Again, like I'm saying, we are familiar with it, so we don't think twice. But uh, people that are coming from uh, further field, up country, from the hinterland and things like that, have never seen the sea. You can imagine what kind of impact it has on them. And, of course, we have the warm Indian Ocean out there, unlike uh, parts of Cape Town that have the ice-cold, frigid Atlantic. And uh, this is what makes Durban what it is. And it is relatively inexpensive when compared to the other main cities in in, in South Africa. So I think that, that is what draws them. Yeah? And there's such a wealth of things to do, as we keep uh, discussing frequently, Ba. So uh, I think uh, Durban has everything going for it, but the right people to run it and manage it.
0: That's my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely, Ba And, uh, you know, as I say, you bring your segment uh, you give it a 5-star five, five star rating, and I give it a 10-star rating. Uh, your parting words uh, this evening?
1: Yeah, I'm going to read a saying to you. It says that silence in the face of evil is itself evil. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, Pa. So they say if you are silent, then you are siding with the oppressor. That's what it is, basically.
0: Mm, brilliant indeed uh, for, that is a uh, food for thoughts and uh, i digested very quickly with me because i you know you can see what's happening and they say sometimes they say silence is the best answer to fools but not uh, in yeah, this case
1: absolutely Ali said that <laughs> you know, the, and and the thing is the moment the moment you begin to argue with a fool you've already lost
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've lost yeah, because he'll take you into a uh, uh, into, I don't know, way, 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 and you won't know, eventually, you won't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandpa, you have a beautiful, lovely evening ahead. Jazakallah khair for making time on your slot. And inshallah, we'll talk to you soon. Asalaamu Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
1: To you and the listeners, of course, for this opportunity, always uh, a pleasure interacting with you and the listeners out there. So let me in turn uh, reciprocate
0: with a hearty. assalamu salamu alaykum wa wa barakatuh to you and yours and everyone out there. Wa salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ibrahim Ba and uh, to all that are dear to you too, Ibrahim Ba. Not forgetting our listeners. Thank you very much, Lukolo, for lovely engineering. Keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.